Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 11, Our Beginning, How the Romance Started. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. We'll be talking today about how we met, what first attracted us to one another in our courtship. Little, That's right. Little trip down memory lane, and we hope it encourages you as you listen to us to, uh, to take a similar stroll with your spouse, remembering how you guys got started and what it was like in the beginning when everything was exciting and new. Um, it's been a better week for us. It, sh- it has. There's been some ups and downs though this week. There have been. There have yeah. been. I, I got my heart broken by Abby. It was bad. It was. You want to tell everybody what happened? Well, Abby's preschool does a dads and donuts um, little get together for the dads once a year. And last year, um, we thought, Abby was going to let Tony take her and they get all the way to the preschool and she absolutely refuses. Oh, she was in a fit. I had to call you. You called me. That's right. I I thought I was getting the morning off and I suddenly get this phone call. You have to come and get Abby. She won't even let me take her into the classroom. Yep. So that was last year. And this year we were doing really well. We were getting, we got all the way to Friday morning. Friday morning, 825. She goes to school at nine. And at 8.25, she comes and finds me in the bathroom and says, I don't want daddy to take me to school. And I said, being the great mother that I am, I'm like, well, fine, you have to go tell him. I'm not telling your dad you don't want him to take you to school. And so she told you and you said what? I told her I was very disappointed. And I was. I mean, I was really heartbroken. I was I was hurting. And wow, that was such a, a blow to my my daddy ego when she didn't want me to take her and she's just looking at me with these these eyes and and you know I just let her know I was disappointed and then she just as you heard (laughs) the screams and the hollers of how bad of a dad I am because you hurt her feelings I well she hurt mine I I know but she's you know learning to use her words and so she was you made her sad I know well she made me sad too and that that stuck with me all day Friday and I just you know, the one thing I just remembered about that was from years ago with the way I would talk to you and the way I would look at you and that same sort of reaction I would get from you when I when I would talk like that, mm-hmm. you know, and how I don't use that much anymore in our marriage. I know it still comes out, but just as I was going through the day, I just realized how much my words and how much even the way I just looked at her just set her off yeah you you broke her heart in return for breaking yours yeah and she's four i know i felt bad <laughs> okay I, I did feel bad for her but i felt bad for myself too well and i understand and, and the moms and i at preschool were talking to <laughs> talking about you um i'm glad they're all talking about well me. no just well there weren't a lot of moms that day so there was just right. you know one good friend and i were talking and she even asked she's like is tony pouting today and i said a little bit he's a little sad he uh, he got rejected by his daughter, and 
she's like, she said to me, she goes, he remembers that she's four, right? And that preschool is really the place where you are because she's seen you with Abby at preschool before and it's never a really positive experience. Yeah, there's something about Abby. She just doesn't like me going to her school. Uh, yeah, I, you do not fit into her school profile. I don't. And so, you know, it's it's hard for her to accept you being there. And so apparently she just decided to reject you flat out and say you're not going. Yep. Which made for a tough Friday morning. Yep, it did. Are you better? Oh, I'm all better. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just I forgot about it. Just check. Well, you just brought it up. You didn't forget about it. Well, I forgot about the whole getting hurt. Okay. Part. I mean, sure. I'm not going to forget about <laughs> it. You going to be okay? I am. All right. Anything else you want to talk about with this week? What else happened this week? Mm, we were doing better. We were doing much better. Last night we had that little spat. You were irritated with technology. I was. And then I was irritated with you telling me at 1030 that you're going over to a girlfriend's house real quick. Real quick. An hour later. I thought it was best that I not be in the house when you were just getting very, very upset. And so I had two options. I know, but it bugs me when I'm getting upset and frustrated with technology, especially when it comes to the website and all the stuff we're doing there. And you have such a hands-off approach. Tony is all about the backside. Everything. I, I understand. Uh, well, no, I, no, I just want to explain. I think everybody knows that because we've told them that before. But you have such an offhand approach to it that it gets me frustrated because... I want some input from you and all you do is go, oh, yep. Oh, gosh, that must be a bummer, Tony. That, that, that. There was nothing I could do. You were screaming at your you computer could, screen. I, I know there was nothing you could do, but to just go, oh, well, I'm going to go to a girlfriend's house doesn't make the situation any better because you're like leaving me now it while was, I'm screaming at the, the... I'm not screaming, but I'm just very frustrated at the software program I was trying to get going. Okay. But just, just to clarify, it was work related for my other business. It wasn't like I was going over on a social call at 1030 at night. I understand that. Okay. I just, I want to make that clear to our listeners that I wasn't just like, you know, going over to watch a movie or something. It, it was work related. It just happened to be a good time for her and you were not in a good place. And it was either that I know, or but I, was, I went to bed, but I went to bed upset last night. Okay. Not super, super upset, but I was just sort of irritated and I had to, you know, just sort of talk to God there last night. I'm like, okay, just pray for her. Just pray for her. Pray for me. You know, just let it go. I need to forgive her because I did, I did, you know, jump down your throat. And uh, so the forgiveness of me would be due to? Due to you leaving. Oh, okay. Okay. I was trying to, <laughs> <laughs> that whole, I need to forgive her. Because I left. It was either that or I was going to go into the bedroom and read and that would have bugged you too. No one now. Oh, so not true. No. Yes. Do you think so? Yes. No, I don't. Okay. Well. Because if you're in the bedroom, although it's Saturday night, so we wouldn't have made love. Saturday's an off night. Saturday's an off night. Yeah. It would have bugged you. No, no. Because if you would have gone to bed, I probably would have turned off the computer and just let it go and I would have come to bed too. I don't think so. You were fired up last night. No. Okay. <laughs> you gonna get fired up now? No, I'm not gonna get fired up now. But I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't think I would have been fired. I think if you would have gone to bed, okay, I would have just, you know, gone to bed with you. There wouldn't have been any argument. There wouldn't have been any reason for me to be upset at you because you weren't gonna go anywhere, right? True. Okay. I, I just know that sometimes when I go and read while you're having to work through some of that stuff, it bugs you too. Hmm. 
Sometimes, but I don't think last night would have been one of those nights. Oh. All right. All right. So and then we had Screaming Child tonight before we recorded. Yep. Little we got to just probably do a big old podcast series on kids. I think we should. And we have lots of material. We have lots of material. Man, I think let's, if anybody out there, listeners, you got questions about kids and marriage and parenting, shoot them our way. Ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or... Ask Elisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We should. I think I think that's one series we need to do because there are many times when I feel like I fail miserably. And then it affects our marriage too and how we're able to romance and be intimate with each other. Absolutely. Because when you're all fired up and one mm-hmm. of us has got our mama bear or papa bear, you know, anxiety or reaction going on, then it's hard to let that adrenaline go down and be like, okay, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you sweet? Uh, yeah. When, you know, you've got screaming children and mm-hmm. discipline issues and things like that. So, you know, and you guys can also give us a call on the uh, listener feedback line at the 858-754-9937 number. Um, if you just want to comment on how, you know, your children impact your marriage or questions um, that you would like us to address, that's another way to reach us. Yeah. Please leave yeah. your comments. We love them. And this week we don't have any. So please send in or uh, call in the listener feedback and leave your comments. Right. We didn't have any uh, phone in no, comments, we but we phone. actually had quite a bit of activity on our oh, Facebook fan page. Right. But one other thing I wanted to go back to for this week uh-huh. Was we had a an awesome love making session again, eyes wide open. Eyes wide open. Uh, was that three or four times? Number three. Number three. Mm-hmm. Getting better. Getting better. Okay. Anybody else out there doing it? <laughs> Anybody would like to hear about it? <laughs> he actually paused there, like he was waiting for somebody to say something, which I find to be rather amusing. <laughs> Since I, I'm, I'm acting like we're live. You're doing a great job. Okay. I was waiting for the response too, and it didn't come. You know, it's it's for the in those years, you know, in the future when we're live and I'm going to be talking to folks and we're talking to folks. And you're doing that weird hand thing I where you're people, like reaching out to the crowd. Well, people can't see that. right, All right. Now. But we, as I was saying, we did have a great we did uh, feedback on our Facebook fan page. We post that Friday Facebook question. And this week it was if you were to write one golden rule for a happy, healthy marriage, what would it be? And we actually ended up with what, like 16 or 17 comments? I think. Yeah. Um, on this and just some really great, great feedback, things that I wish that we had known early on. Um, from Andy Traub, we had, thou shall never speak the word divorce in your household. That's a very strong comment to make Yep. because it just takes that completely off the table. And if it's off the table, then you have no choice but to work things out. Yep. So Andy, thank you for sharing that. Um, from Ron Mansky, we heard or read, put your spouse ahead of yourself and when in doubt, try to see things from their perspective before reacting. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I overreacted on Saturday. No, I was just looking at you for fear. <laughs> you were looking at me like, hey, Tony, did you, or, did you read this? I, I read it. I just forgot about it. Well, and then Sarah Barron says, and, and you know, she adds to somebody else's comment. She says, don't forget your sense of humor. Yes. <laughs> which is something that I need to work on because I tend to get oh, you're very uptight. Yes. I don't always have a sense of humor. Yeah. It, it's diminished over the years. I think Mandy's is a good one as well, where she said, never go to bed angry. Although you did last night. Upset. Difference being. 
I would say anger is like on a scale of one to 100. <sighs> That's like the 80 to 100. I mean, it's up there. Okay. Upset is more in that 40 to 50, maybe 40 to 60 range. I, I think you're like splitting hairs here. Oh. I'll, I'll give it to you. But because I'm, I'm just pointing out that you, whether it was upset or angry, you went to bed with negative emotion last night. Let's put it that way. Okay. This morning, what we made up after I got back home from your bike ride. Yep. You relieve some See? stress. I so. relieve it and go. Thank so you again, there this. are some wonderful comments on there. We'd love for you guys to, if you haven't already chimed in with your thoughts or comments, would love for you to still do so. There's great discussion, um, really a sense of community building when you get, you know, we throw a question out there and we get 16, 17 comments. That's, that's fantastic. It's, awesome. it's a lot of fun for us. And so those rules that would have been great to probably know back in the early days. When we first got married. I'm talking back before then. Well, not so much the divorce word, but just, you know, taking things from another person's perspective and mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. Because we're, we're traveling back in time to the summer of 1994. Yep. 1994. It's a long time ago. It is a long time ago. Gosh, we're going on 16 years. Of knowing each other. Of knowing each other. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was kind of one of those God things that we even met. Not that I would have called it a God thing at the time. Oh, we were far, far away from God at that time. Right. But in retrospect, I mean, I wasn't even supposed to be there. It True. Was, it was one of those things where um, every summer that I was in college, I'd always done research. And then for whatever reason, that last summer that I was going to be in college, I didn't get an internship and um, had applied for one at the University of Colorado and was actually denied or not denied, but they didn't not accepted. You were denied. I was denied. I didn't know I was waitlisted. Well, well, we didn't get there yet. You were denied. I was denied. And then I, so I went home for the summer back to Columbus, Ohio. And three days before the program was supposed to start, I get this phone call from one of the program coordinators asking me if I wanted to come out and do a neuropsych internship for the summer. And so I had, you know, all about 30 seconds as I weighed out summer in Columbus, Ohio with my parents or <laughs> summer on my own in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and as a college student, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be hanging with your folks. Let's see. In Columbus, Ohio versus Boulder. Yeah, it was, you know, I was yelling off the phone. Hey, can you guys give me a ride to the airport on Thursday? Um, so needless to say, I, you know, got my hiking boots and hopped a plane to Boulder, Colorado. And uh, the internship program had rented out a fraternity house. And that's where I was. And that's where you were. For the summer of... 1994. You keep saying that like you're, you can't believe it's been that long. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. I was at, I was at the fraternity house. I was a fraternity guy and the house that the internship program rented out was the one that I lived in. And I had made arrangements with the house mom to be one of the staff on hand for the summer. Myra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Myra. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a long oh, yeah, time. Myra, the house So mom. I was on staff. I was a cook and a cleaner and a picker-upper guy and odds and ends guy. I basically did whatever it was with uh, a couple other guys from the house as well. And we had free room and board and I got paid a little stipend. So here I fly out to Boulder because I was the last student chosen. I was also the last one to arrive uh, just with the logistics of flights and whatnot. And so I come into this fraternity house and, you know, like, great, we've got 
meals. I don't worry about cooking or anything like that. And uh, I like to joke that I knew Tony could cook before we ever we ever started to date. Although his scrambled eggs were not good when we first met. Well, I w- yes, I was the breakfast cook. And I was also cooking for, what, 40 of us? Yeah. I think, it was, I think so. it was well, 40 there were tw- of us. No, because there were 20, maybe 30. Okay. 30, I think. Okay. Well, I was cooking for a fairly large group. And that was also the summer that I had turned 21. Details. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> so what are you saying? You weren't exactly sober in the morning when you were making our breakfast? There were some mornings <laughs> I wasn't sober at all. I remember waking up at, or actually getting home at 3 a.m. and waking up at 6, 6.30 a.m. to have breakfast ready by 7 a.m. There you go. Yeah, it wasn't fun. There you go. So that was also the summer, for those of you that are traveling back in time with us, that was the summer of World Cup soccer. Mm-hmm. I don't, was that played here in 2000? I don't remember where it was. 2000, you're talking 1996. Oh, 1996. Anyway, I don't remember where it was played, but we watched a know. lot of soccer that summer. And it was also the summer of the whole O.J. Simpson Right. I remember watching the white suburban traveling, you know, it was like all that we could see um, or explore whatever whatever the white SUV was. And so that's really where you and I met. Was in front of the TV. Was in front of the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Great auspicious beginning. Uh, And, you know, it really just kind of started out as, hey, you know, we're hanging out. I didn't always have to be in the lab. Uh, I didn't have you. My responsibilities at the beginning of the summer were not that rigorous um as we were gearing up for research and and so i spent a lot of time watching soccer and hanging out with this guy who i I have to describe tony for you going back 16 years Uh, total boulder college student he had you know shaved head little wire rim glasses big bushy goatee and uh was always in his red merrill hiking boots we actually dug out a picture because i was like i know what color they were and, you know, shorts. And he usually had a samples t-shirt on. Which was the hot band from Boulder at the time. In fact, it was funny. As we were preparing for this podcast, I was digging out old pictures and saw him. You know, there was a picture of him the night that he got his sample CD autographed. And he's just doing this big, <laughs> you know, like high five to the crowd type of thing. And and we're going to have those pictures available for you. Just click, click the uh, the link above this. And uh, you'll see some photos of us from back then so we met early june because i came out right just a couple days after your birthday yeah i think like three or four days after your birthday is when i arrived Mm -hmm. and we just started hanging out you know we would have these you know friendly conversations you yeah i didn't really know i guess at the time that we were supposed to you know like you guys had permission to well we had been the year prior i had also served in the house cooking and everything and that year we were we weren't really interacting with the interns and for this for this summer we had been asked by the directors to interact with the interns they just wanted more of a coherent or cohesive group and with three or four of us guys around there was going to be interaction lucky for me lucky for you lucky for me so we started hanging out and um i don't even know how we got to the point that you threw me my birthday party I have I have no all I know is it was the summer that I turned twenty one and I was drinking a lot so every night <laughs> I just remember going out and partying because I knew where what every special was at every bar pretty much every night I mean it was a summer of partying for me and when we met it was just sort of like hey what's happening cool 
I'm partying. It's I'm 21 and it's Boulder and it's summer and I am just going to have a great time. And I remember us getting to know each other early on and just hanging out and we would have these really cool talks and we'd go walking around campus and we'd go get an ice cream or we'd go hang out at one of the local coffee shops or I remember us also going hiking up uh, at the Flatiron Chautauqua, Chautauqua. Paw mm-hmm. Park and you know just doing these really cool things together and walking and so as we were developing this relationship this cool friendship and you know, we weren't holding hands right at the time. I I don't recall, but we were just having a, we were having a good time. You, you could you I could definitely sense that there was a connection happening. However, there was um, that whole thing about holding hands. I think that probably didn't happen because you had a girlfriend, and I knew you had a girlfriend. Yeah, but we were sort of on the outs. Not so out that I didn't know about her. True. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. That's probably why we didn't hold hands. That's probably why we didn't hold hands. <laughs> I'm thinking that's probably why. Even though I definitely was attracted to you, there was that whole girlfriend issue. Right. And then. And so, as your birthday was coming about at the end of June, I was just sort of I, I was at the end with the other girl, and I was like, you know what, Elisa's been cool over the last couple of weeks. Let's throw her a party. Some of my buddies had a house uh, off campus. And we got a keg. We invited everybody from the house, a bunch of the guys and gals that we knew or that I knew that were were staying for the summer. And we just had an awesome, awesome party. Yes. And for those of you that are doing the math, that was my 20th birthday. So (laughs) I did have a kegger for my 20th birthday party. Um, But that was also a very significant night in our relationship because, well, actually, it wasn't a relationship then. It was just a significant night in our Friendship, I guess you could say. In our courtship. Well, I wouldn't even go courtship at that point in time. We'd known each other for two and a half weeks. Yeah. What do you call that then? I mean, what do you call that when you just... We were friends. Yeah. We were friends. But you kissed me that night. Yeah, You you kissed me, if I can remember correctly. No, I was standing in the kitchen and you moved in and kissed me. Okay. Maybe that was a birthday present. I'm not really sure. But you kissed me I I was thinking the keg was a birthday present. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you would have that summer. Yes. That would have been the logical gift. Sure thing. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I remember running out and telling all the girls, oh my gosh, we kissed. And uh, there were some fireworks. It was definitely, you know, lit up my night. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember after that kiss knowing that I had a breakup with the with the current girlfriend. Well, that was a good thing. Yeah. It still took you a little while. Yes, it did. It did. But I, I knew I had to. Okay. Well, at least you were moving <laughs> in the right direction. You know, right. you were 21 and partying all the time. I'll cut you a little slack, you know, 16 years later. Um, but then we had our first date. You know, like, so we'd already had our first kiss and then you asked me out. On a date. Yeah. You asked me out on a date, which considering, you know, there were 20 of us living in this fraternity house for the summer. I think it was probably about half and half mm-hmm. guys and gals. And, and, you know, I was the only one actually like going out on a date. And so two of two of my girlfriends that summer, Ellen and Reva decided that I was going to be the project that night of our first date. And they spent easily two hours on like hair and makeup. I don't even know what took them so long. I don't know either. I, all I remember was sitting in my room with a six pack of Samuel Adams, Boston Lager <laughs> waiting. Yeah. Which led to the other funny events that night. So we finally, you know, like I finally come down the stairs and, and you looked very beautiful and we have pictures. The pictures are horrible. The, we're yes. we're going to, they'll be up on the website. Yeah. This They're is n- pre-digital. Yeah. And they were just 
they were just you know bad flash bad eyes you didn't know because you'd already taken the picture they were bad pictures but But, you know they're history yes so we've got them so we went and walked down because tony was in no condition to drive after waiting for me yeah and where were we gonna go i wasn't gonna drive anyways i just knew better so we walked to this great little chinese restaurant called first walk it sits right along boulder creek i don't even know it did it did it's It's, it's long gone (laughs) kind of like josh and john's my favorite ice cream spot yes and so we order tony orders a flaming volcano to drink which is like this big trough type thing of alcohol and they light the middle and voila flaming voila it's flaming and he orders a poo-poo platter Mm -hmm. for appetizers and i'm like oh that's nice and so the poo-poo platter comes and tony picks up a spring roll and this is a bit of foreshadowing that you know at the beginning what your history or what your future is going to be like because some of their behavior. So Tony picks up this incredibly hot spring roll and you know, it's so hot. He can't even like, you know, hold he takes it. A, you can't well, hold it. I, I grabbed it. It was super hot. My senses were impaired, uh, impaired. I, I grabbed it. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's hot. <laughs> and I'm thinking this in my head. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. So I dropped it and I knew, and I just saw it. I was like, okay, it's going to hit the plate and that's cool. It's great. It'll hit the plate. I'll just sort of wipe it off like, ah, it's funny. But when it hit the plate, it had so much bounce, it jumped off my plate and onto the floor. It jumped off like it had a mind of its own. (laughs) Well, there's so much force. And all you engineers can tell me if it's force or velocity or whatever it is. But it hit pretty darn hard, jumped off my plate onto the ground. And we were eating outside on an outdoor patio in Boulder, Colorado. And he then proceeds to pick it up off the ground. Yes. Blow off whatever dirt may have accumulated in the easily 10 seconds it took him to register that it was on the ground and he needed to pick it up and then eat this I blew roll. it off. You blew off the dirt. There you go. Which at the time I thought was really hysterical and it's made for a great story for the last 16 years. But there have definitely been times over the last 16 years where you're like, yeah, you know, five second rule. <laughs> and what do you think then? I think I saw it at the beginning. And I think you get upset at times too. No, we have a five second rule in our house. Yeah, I think there are times though when you look at me a little cross eyed, like, what are you doing? Well, yeah. Okay. I probably looked at you cross eyed then too. Right. Things haven't changed. No, they Things haven't. haven't I think that's a that's a good point to make is you know what you and I both knew what we were getting into from the get go. Mm-hmm. And not to say it's been easy since then, but it's great to look back and laugh and realize that we've married the person that we met way back when. Right. You know, I mean, there's definitely been some growing up over the years, but it was, you know, some of those behaviors have been the same for the last 16 years. And no matter if I look at you cross-eyed or if I get irritated by them, they're not changing. Nope. They're They're not not changing. (laughs) It's just like me being a messy person. Right. I can't change you. You can't, that's not going anywhere. You could have asked my mother. She had to deal with it until I, you know, moved in with you. So, um, but so that really kind of kicked off the romance, mm-hmm. the, the dating, the maybe. dating part. I, yes. I will call it dating. It was not. I had already broken up with the girl at that point. By the time we had our first date. Yes. Okay. Yes. I know for sure. Doesn't mean I didn't go see her after that first date, but I had broken up with her. Oh, okay. Great. I, I always love this part of the story. It's the part that makes me go, Oh, and roll my eyes. Yeah. I wasn't smart. No, no. So that was probably the end of June. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. And then I remember 4th of July, we went and saw the fireworks 
at CU at the Boulder. What is, what is the Folsom Field? I'm like what's oh, the that's stadium right. we there? We did go see them at Folsom Field. Yeah. I'm like that's where the Buffaloes yes. play. And um, so at this point in time, we're just thinking it's going to be a summer fling. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is is that I was going back to DePaul in August. Yep. I, it was my senior year. I, you know, it wasn't like I was going to fall in love with some guy and totally change my future. Right. Um, little did I know what was in store for me, but I was definitely going back to finish my senior year hmm. at DePaul. And so we're like, well, you know, this will be fun to, uh, to hang out for the summer, the summer and just yeah. have a good time. See what yeah. happens. Hang out. You know, if it doesn't last, no big deal. If it does great. And you know, we'll see where that takes us. And so it really, um, it didn't take us long to become intimate with one another. Yeah. I mean, it was probably from my birthday. It, it, from my birthday until the first time we had sex was probably about two weeks. It was. And and this is a little tough to bring up. This is a lot tough to bring up. Yeah. And I think we just need to let our listeners know that, man, we, we've struggled with this talking about us having sex before marriage because of where we stand now. And, you know, we've had a lot of discussions because obviously we have our parents and a lot of our friends and other family members who've listened to us talk for the last 10 episodes. And to talk about having sex or making love now as a married couple, that is very easy for us to talk about because it's who we are and it's what we do. We have two kids. People can sort of figure out we did something and we have two kids. So to let everybody know this has been a, a, a big discussion that we've had for a couple of uh, days now to actually bring this up. But in all honesty, our whole thing about podcasting is being transparent and real to you guys. And so us having sex very shortly after, after Elisa's birthday and having that first kiss is something we look back on and just go, wow, especially since we have kids now. Yeah, it's, you know, when we brought up the subject of this podcast and you were talking through it and, um, you know, like Tony said, we're married, we have children, people know that we've had sex. Um, We obviously talk about it quite a bit. In our first episode. But to admit that we had sex before marriage, um, having children now, it's a conversation that I know at some point in time we're probably going to have with them and... While I can't keep them from making a different decision, I feel very strongly that I wish we had chosen, we'd made different choices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wish we had waited and had that, had that moment on our wedding night that it was, you know, the first time for us. And that wasn't, that wasn't a gift that we were able to give to each other. And... In all honesty, though, I think the wedding night is overblown. But we'll talk about that on another day. Okay. Regardless of your feelings on the wedding night itself. Yes. No, I understand. The gift of giving oneself from that moment on after the commitment has been made is, is something that we weren't able to do for each other. And, you know, it's something that I think we've had to prove to each other since then. You know, I mean, we've just, we've had to build that commitment because mm-hmm. we had already, we had already jumped into a sexual relationship very, very early on. Right. And, you know, that was how, 
I mean, it wasn't like we had sex all the time that summer, but that was definitely a large component of our relationship that summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it definitely started to impact my feelings as we were getting ready to leave, as I was getting ready to leave. Well, let's talk about all the fun times that we had before. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I did kind of jump to, wow, I jumped to I mean, the end. You're, you're jumping to the end. It was a great summer. It was. We, you know, we took trips all over Colorado. We went to, you know, I remember drives up Left Hand Canyon and out to Golden. And um, did we go to Dillon that summer? I think we did. I think we did go to Dillon that yeah, summer. Yeah, we did. I met up with the Daroons. And there are just, a lot of late nights. And this is one of those things where us being sexually intimate with each other and me having just turned 21 and drinking. I mean, I can still remember one night in particular where I mean, I rolled into, I rolled in at like 3 a.m. I remember knocking at your door, waking you up mm-hmm. and I was sitting on your bed. And I mean, I was, I was pretty darn drunk. And I remember just sitting there and you had put your hand on my back and you're going, Tony, what's all over you? And I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just hanging out. You know, I just wanted to see you. And we turn on the light and there's bark all up and down my back. Oh, you had bark and leaves and I, grass. I mean, I was such a mess back then. I mean, I was, I had come out of a bar, passed out in some flower bed, have no idea how late it was or what had happened, but I honestly had gone up and walked back mm-hmm. to the to the house, found your room somehow. And, I wonder and, how many rooms you knocked on before you found my. I have no clue either, and you know, just passed out. Right. And I mean, that was, you know, the drinking. I know began to wear on you as that summer progressed as well, though. Right. Oh, definitely, and partly because I wasn't twenty-one. And, you know, and I, in some respects, still had kind of that good girl mentality in terms of, well, I'm not mm-hmm. going to try and get into a bar if I'm not 20, you know, I, I don't want to have the legal repercussions of, you know, trying to underage drinking and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I wouldn't go out with you. Right. You know, and so you were really, we, we weren't to the point where I felt like I had, even though we were having sex, I didn't feel like I could had that influence over your life to say, I think you're going too far. Right. You know, I think this is getting a little out of hand. I'm like, yeah, you turned 21. We're hanging out. I'm doing my thing with my girlfriends in the house and he's doing his thing. And, you know, we hang out when he's able to, you know, when he doesn't have to work, we'll do, you know, late night runs to Taco Bell. And, um, you know, we were still developing, you know, our relationship was still really young and we spent a lot of time talking to each other, you know, on those drives and, you know, over, you know, hiking around Boulder and, and doing all this kind of stuff. And so the foundation was definitely being laid, but there were some things early on that were out of balance. Yeah. And, you know, surprisingly enough, we didn't end up as a statistic in terms of having premarital sex and, you know, all of the, the chances, baggage that all comes of the baggage with it. and yeah. the chances for us breaking up or the, the likelihood that we should have broken up um pretty high given that you know only eight or ten weeks after meeting each other i was getting ready to head back to indiana yeah and we were gonna well we didn't know we were gonna try the long distance thing we just knew that we were gonna talk that night that's kind of how we left it um and as the summer started to close I knew that my feelings were getting stronger 
you were more guarded. I w- yeah, I was because I had always looked at that summer from the get-go as this is just a summer fling. I'm going to have a great time with Elisa. We are going to just enjoy the summer. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the summer of 69, except it was the summer of 96. Four. 94. <laughs> Close. 94. Summer of 96 was the summer before we got married. That's right. Um, my, I'm my so yeah, so you know, we come to that last day and you decide to take me to the airport. Yep. And you never took off your glasses, the, your sunglasses the entire time we were in the airport. I didn't. You want to tell our listeners why? Because I was sad to see you leave. I was. I was. It, it, it finally hit me when we were going to the airport that I wasn't going to see you tomorrow. And it really hit me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've really, I really have a bond with this woman that I've never had with any other girlfriend I've ever dated before. And so I was very guarded because I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really sad to see you leave. And again, with you going back to Indiana and me hanging out in Boulder, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if we would do a long distance thing, if we were even ready for that. Um, part of me was just going to miss having sex. Spoken like an honest man. True, but Ooh. I mean, but I mean that that's a component of it, but. There were really deep feelings that I that I had for you mm-hmm. at at that point in time, and so I, I didn't want to give everything away. I didn't want to, you know, put the cards all out, show them all at once, because then I knew you would be like, "I got them," and I didn't want to be in that situation either. Well, so and also of, for me, I mean, you know, I think you know all of us know long distance relationships that haven't worked out. And especially in college, especially in college, when you're going through college. I th- we, we both saw numerous friends go through long distance relationships. that didn't work. Right. And I was going back to a very small school. Um, DePaul had about 2000, maybe 2500 students at the time that I was there. And, you know, very much a everybody knows everybody type of environment. So, you know, I had a lot of guy friends that I was, you know, going back to and guys that I had casually, you know, hooked up with over my college career. And, and, and I was going, it was a party atmosphere. And casually hooking up at DePaul's kissing. Yes. Just heads up. They call it the mash and dash, or at least they used to. Um, and you know, that, that was the environment I was going back to. And I didn't, because Tony was guarded, I didn't know if we had, if we had gotten to the point where we're like, all right, well, are we exclusive? I mean, what are we trying to do when we're going to be, you know, 1600 miles away or 2000, whatever it was. Um, and so I remember, you know, I remember going home that night, my parents took me out to dinner and all I could talk about was Tony. And I remember my dad looking at me like, what happened to you out there? We sent you out to do the science internship. And I don't think we've heard the first word about your research, but we know a lot about this guy, Tony. And I remember, t- you know, coming home from dinner that night and calling you up and being like, oh, please answer the phone. I just want to hear your voice. Please answer the phone. And just hearing your voice that night, that first night that I was gone, I was like, oh, I really miss you. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think I left for, I think I went back to DePauw that weekend. And um, I remember talking to you probably about a week later. I mean, we, were, we got to the point where we were talking every day. Um, and that was part of our debt that we had to pay off years later as we you know, no cell phones. We were pre-cell phone dating. And I remember you telling me the story about how you were talking to one of your friends about 
your girlfriend. And you had never told me or asked me or called me your girlfriend before. And so I remember sitting there thinking, who is he talking about? And why is he talking to me about some other girlfriend? You know, I started to like almost get defensive. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I remember you saying, what? Well, you know, I'd like to call you my girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, we, <laughs> we've, now, we've now had that conversation. You know, yeah. we're having that conversation. And what does this mean being long distance at two party schools? Or at least they were party schools back then. I know they're dry campuses to some extent now. Um, but, you know, how do we, how do we work this out? And, you know, just the logistics of being in school and, you know, being two hour time difference. And there were just a lot of cards stacked against us, I think. And I remember you saying a couple of weeks later, I want you to come out to Boulder and see me. And I'm thinking, I don't, one part of me said, I really, really want to go see you again. Like right. I've missed you so much. I cannot wait to see you. And then the other part of my brain said, but what if it's different? What if there's no connection? I mean, what if I see him again? And it's just like, what did I ever see in you? Well, yeah. And do you remember what I told you? I said, come out. If that happens, we'll have a great weekend together and we'll call it done. Yeah. And that didn't sound work. so good to me. I understand. I know. But do you remember? That's the way I got you to come to Colorado was I just said, let's just go out and let's have a good weekend. And right. if it's, if at the end of the weekend, we just decide that, Hey, it was a summer fling and it was fun and we just don't see this working out, then we'll go our own separate ways. Fortunately, that weekend was a blast. We hung out at Winter Park. Yeah, that we was had a trip. awesome little townhouse condo that we that we got, and we just had a blast that whole weekend, just hanging out in the high country of Colorado, hiking and talking and laughing and having a lot of sex, and it was just a fun trip. Right, and from there, we've continued to grow and. Man, looking back at that time and where we are today, it's a huge, huge change. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, well. it's it's just fun to look back and just realize, wow, where did we come from? And to realize how much we have endured mm -hmm. and how much we've had to give and take throughout our courtship and engagement and the early years of our marriage and even to where we are today. But looking back, it always puts a smile on my face to just think of those early days of us together. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little mind blowing to me sometimes, you know, when, when I hear, you know, about couples that, you know, there's just, there are so many factors working against couples surviving, you know, in terms of, you know, you're in these environments that, you know, they're alcohol and got, you know, especially at the college scene, you know, opposite sex and alcohol, things that really can tear into a relationship. And we saw it happen. And so the fact that we even made it through that year. Yeah. Together. Um, still kind of baffles, you know, I, it still blows my mind and that we've gone so far to the point where we're now coaching couples. Yeah. On marriage and relationships. And, you know, at the point where we are comfortable, even though this was not an easy conversation, an easy podcast for me to record, um, because there is that, there is that part of me that says, Ooh, I don't necessarily know that I want people to know that we had sex in our twenties, mm -hmm. you know, before we were married. That was, that was something that I really wrestled with. And yet to say, you know what? We, we coach people on being transparent with each other. Mm hmm. 
And so it's very important that we are transparent with you, our listeners. And, you know, we want you to know that we've done a lot of things wrong. You know, we haven't always made the best choices. But we've, what we've been able to do is to learn from those choices, to correct our mistakes, and to say, you know what? I am making a future with you. Yep. We chose each other. We chose and committed to making a future together. And so that means there are times we have to work a lot harder because we've made poor choices. Right. But the reality is, is that, you know, on October 5th, 1996, I told God, family, and the world that I, I do to Tony for better or for worse, whatever that entails. And so, you know. And then in October 2000, we committed our, our lives to Christ. Uh, we actually were baptized July of 2001. Yeah, but we committed ourselves when we walked into Saddleback Church. Yeah, but I don't think we did that till like December. Are you sure? You had just come back from the trail. We hadn't even bought our place in Rancho Santa Margarita yet. Okay. Details. More on that later. Future podcasts. Um, But really, you know, as we wrap this one up, and this is just kind of a little taste of the beginning um, of where we where we came from, how we met, um, the chance of us even meeting you know, definitely out of our control. Uh, but, you know, I see as we look back 16 years, all of these instances where things weren't in our control, but they've definitely worked for, for a bigger plan. Yep. Um, you know, we want you to know that if you guys are wrestling with some of the issues that we brought up tonight, you know, I mean, we talked a little bit about Tony's alcohol, um, excessive Jeez. alcohol drinking, alcohol use, you know, we've talked about the premarital sex and, you know, some of the stress that that can bring to a relationship. You know, we, we want you to know that we're here for you as marriage coaches. You know, we work individually um, or as a couple, you know, whatever your needs are, you know, if you just want to work on something with yourself or if you and your, your spouse want to work on something together with one of us, we are here. You can check out our coaching page, um, and contact us for more information. And I really, before we wrap up, just want to tell you guys something new that we're doing this week. Uh, well, that we're starting. Starting. It'll actually start April, whatever the first Monday in April is. I think it's the 5th. Um, we are going to be doing Marriage Minute Mondays. And this is actually, this is one of Tony's babies. So I'm going to let him tell you all what we're, what we're going to be doing. All right. So Marriage Minute Mondays is going to be a one-minute video of either Elisa or I giving you guys a quick tip on marriage and something that you guys can do throughout the week. So it may be as little as leaving love notes. It may be, um, you know, making it a point to be physically, physically touch your spouse, not sexually per se, but put your arm around them, hold their hand. And we're going to do these every Monday. We're going to release them every Monday, but to get them, you need to go to our website at one extraordinary marriage.com and fill out the form on the right hand side and you'll see it says marriage minute Monday put in your name put in your email and every Monday we'll get one in your email box so we're very excited about this we um we had a lot of fun just recording even the uh the introductory video I think it took us 32 takes 37 I don't know we talked about it earlier um but we we look forward to you building the community with us 
through the Marriage Minute Mondays. You know, it's something that's easy to get your friends to come on board and say, hey, you know, check out this couple. It's one minute. Surely you can spare a minute. You know, we all know everybody's busy and we don't want you to get, you know, bogged down with really lengthy stuff. So we're hoping that you'll check out our website at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can also check out our Facebook fan page uh, or follow us on Twitter or Tony is at one on fire and I'm at Elisa DiLorenzo on Twitter. You can also email us at askalisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. So thank you as we wrap this up. Thank you for, um, thank you for listening through this more difficult conversation to have today. Um, It's not easy to talk about the mistakes that you made or choices that you would make differently. Mm -hmm. And so we just appreciate your support um, when we do bring up those topics. Yep. So until next week. Love you guys.